So I did actually take a couple pages of notes, but I am aware this isn't like a structured conversation. I just wanted to refer to shit. Yeah, I just didn't want to forget one of the main like three points I have. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally just wrote as I was watching. I literally, I came home from work, had a smoke, watched it, had another smoke, did this. This is an excellent um, excuse for me to drink coffee at 10, 10 o'clock. So. I haven't had dinner yet, so we're definitely re- not recording for too long. Yeah, I know, for sure. So you just finished the panel. I just finished watching the panel. That was a How thing. How was that? I watched it this morning, so I've slightly... Yeah, so for context of when we're recording this, uh, the panel was last night, Friday the 9th of October. Sure. Uh, so you watched it this morning, Saturday the 10th. Yeah. I watched it literally just now, but I did watch the trailer they released last night. We both did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is when yeah. we reacted really in a nice way. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't too bad. Looking back, I'm okay. <laughs> I look back at it and yeah, I wasn't a dick about it. Um, I, I think I'm meant probably... to be more of a dick than I was. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably do a quick intro for us because this oh, is yeah, still yeah, sort yeah. of an Tell episode. people who we are, yeah. why we are. Hello, welcome to the True Show Monkey Fret, a podcast in which we are usually reading and recapping every book in Terry Pratchett's Discworld series, One Time in Chronological Order. I'm Joanna Hagen. And I'm Francine Carroll. And today we are not recapping anything. We are very quickly recording our We have faces. Thoughts. We have faces. <laughs> Which is really weird, uh, especially because our setup means I look like I'm talking to myself. Yeah, neither of us have tripods, so we've kind of... What did you use to MacGyver your phone, by the way? I put mine on an easel. Uh, so you know that <laughs> weird, really ratty old stool that was in the flat when I moved in? Mm. Yeah, so that's on my ottoman, and my phone is leaning against a big Lebowski mug with a copper bangle holding it up in front. I need to get you a desk. <laughs> No, there is no room in this flat. On the plus side, because we're recording at 10 o'clock at night, I have a glass of wine. Very good. I just finished my coffee and I'm not going to get another one because A, we're recording and B, it is 10 o'clock and no. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, note on spoilers before we go ahead. We're usually a spoiler light podcast, um, but because we are talking about this panel for the new TV series, The Watch assume spoilers for some of the future Discworld books, mostly the watch ones, but we will still not be spoiling any events of The Shepherd's Crown, the final Discworld novel, so you, dear listener, can come on the journey with us. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> I'm just checking. You're definitely recording, right? Video and audio. Uh, yeah, video is definitely recording. Audio okay. is definitely recording. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Small uh, insight into my paranoia. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's all right. We uh, only didn't record one full episode. Oh my god, I forgot that happened. That was I don't even remember which one it was. It's fine. It's fine. I think the second version was better. <laughs> Quite possibly. So, I've just realised. Oh, no, sorry, what? I've just realised the way I've uh, actually set up this recording. You can just see my uh, special first editions, including largely Discworld shelf in the background. Oh, nice. See, I can't because you're very low res for me, but. Um. I've got some books in the background, but I doubt you can see it the way I've lit it, but they're all extremely intelligent and reflect well upon me as a person. I think you can all guarantee that. I've got a lot of background triffids as well. Yeah, they're looking good, dude. Yeah, I need need to repot a couple again. Look at you with green thumbs. Yeah. You thought you'd kill everything. I still might. Not the plants, you know, just people. I'm very tired. (laughs) Mildly hate everyone. 
well, that's the kind of energy we're going in with. So thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. Uh, Let's not go on any tangents. Um, You have just, just, just watched it. So what's your emotion right now? How do you feel as your therapist? (laughs) I am massively in danger of repeating myself with things I have said about this uh, when we've talked about this show on the podcast in the past. Uh And as a TV show, just on its own, it looks good. Like it looks like the kind of thing I'd massively enjoy. Yeah. But it is a terrible adaptation. Now I can deal with a terrible adaptation. I don't mind when adaptations don't massively stick to source material, but when it's an adaptation that doesn't stick to the source material and does really shitty things and the two specifically shitty things I'm on about are the main one I've ranted about before, which is young, thin Sybil. Uh, and And some more notes on Sybil I have now as well. Yeah. I've got some more notes on Sybil. Uh, but the other big one is making Vimes a funny drunk. Yeah, so that was kind of what made me finally have opinions. Which is yeah. Sam Vimes as one of my absolute favourite characters in the whole world and a stone-faced recovering alcoholic. And, you know, the fucking poster of stoicism and kind of... Even when he was an alcoholic, he, it wasn't played for laughs, really. But here he's just a gurning drunk. Yeah, I mean... Captain Jack Sparrow. Yes, like down to the fucking eyeliner. Yeah. And uh, that was something that really disappointed me on the panel uh, when they went to the actors that they had on. Richard Dormer playing Sam Vimes, they sort of went, well, how did you get into character? And he went, the boots. And I thought, oh, great, because like the boots are a massive part of Sam Vimes thing. The whole boots theory of economics. And he just went, yeah, I I figured he'd walk a certain way in these boots and it would be like this. And it's like how did you get those weird blow up things outside American car dealerships from this character? Sam Vimes. Can you tell? Yeah. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Fuck it. That is truly beautiful. In terms of dance. That was nothing to do with Sam Vimes. I just got uh, possessed by Cthulhu for a sec. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, no, it really does. Please. Oh, wait, we can finally do visual jokes on the podcast. Oh, What's green and invisible? I don't know. This cabbage. <gasps> oh, you can't be mind blown when you're wearing headphones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I, I, you can probably speak to your relationship to Vimes as a character and how they've done the drunk thing better than I can. If you want to talk about it, please feel free to, you know, throw me out a window. Oh, no, you're cool. Um, Sure, very briefly is I... I'm a recovering alcoholic, I guess is the term, isn't it? Um, I don't drink anymore because I drank too much for yeah. a long time. As, as someone who has gone through like a sobriety journey. A journey, if you will. And I beg you not to. I'm um, sorry that I am literally drinking <laughs> a glass of wine. Oh, no, that's cool. I mean, it's been a few years. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I started reading Pratchett a long time before all of that. Mm. but reading it again during because obviously you reread Pratchett in times of difficulty yeah it stood out to me even more and he is kind of a I don't want to say an inspiration because he wasn't the fact that I didn't want to completely fuck my life was my inspiration yeah but he was a character that had done this and had done it for similar reasons in that, oh, I'm fucking my life and now I'm going to try and turn it around. And to see 
that fairly complex journey reduced just to and do you know what I might be completely unfair here they might be going to to do something in that storyline. It's an eight series. They only showed us a couple previews. But even if so, the way they played it with the, you know how I feel about with gurning, the gurning. Anna. Yeah, no, I feel very, I'm with you on the gurning. Just because of that, I'm going to recant my previous. Oh yeah, no, it looks like something I'd watch even if like it, you know, if it wasn't a Discord thing, I'd enjoy it. No, not anymore. I can't be doing the that. Gurning comedy you know how thing. I feel about that. Yeah. yeah. You can't but just also- put eyeliner on it and call it cool. No. I learned um, that when I was 14. I mean, I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> Any reason I agreed to do visual today is because I happen to have a full face of makeup on because I made you for coffee. <clears throat> but yeah, no, that is kind of a thing. The whole gurning drunk as comic relief, like looking at this from a writer perspective, if you've if you've got eight hours to tell the story you're trying to tell in this and enough of this character is gurning drunk comic relief that you've made it a big part of the trailer. And I know that like showrunners don't necessarily have a say over how trailers are cut it's the stuff that is most likely to get people to watch it yeah you cannot have that character go on any kind of meaningful journey towards sobriety in those eight hours putting his fucking middle finger up at that nari as well just like <laughs> which, <laughs> which brings me to uh like one of the big things i noticed about the panel because people have been speculating like are they adapting specifically one of the books are they using from plot points from multiple ones and the showrunner Simon Allen said, uh, no, it was the executive producer, Richard Stokes, who's, I think, like the main guy. The less smug one of the two, yeah. Without the fairy yeah. lights. Okay. Oh my God, the fucking smugness of those two men, the showrunner. And- <laughs> oh God, I don't want to be dicks about them. I feel mean being dicks about them. Mm. I feel like they're trying to fuck up one of the things most precious to me in this world. I know I'm a fan of... The thing, yeah, but I... Okay, so... I love these books. I am sad that they are doing a shit version of them and I will explain why in great detail. But at the same time, I did say early on when we started talking about this stuff that he has obviously got something from these books and tried to make something from it. And I don't want to sit here and just call the guy a dick before I've even seen the series. But they did both come off as really smug and I don't mind them. Yeah. Mm. I, no, I don't. But I do kind of want to be a dick, but that's just the mood I'm in. Like, overall, I don't want yeah. to be a dick. And on the, I, sorry, you go. Oh yeah, no. I was just say on the eight part series thing, mm. uh, Richard Stokes, the executive producer, said none of the books individually lent themselves to an eight part eight part series, which is what BBC America wanted. So we had to pick and mix from all of them to make this. And like, nah. Yeah, nah. It's like that. Well, Nightwatch would be the obvious one. Nightwatch would easily, easily lend itself to eight. No? Um, No, Nightwatch would make an amazing eight-part series. But if you're going to adapt the watch books, there is no point bringing Nightwatch to screen to new viewers if you don't have the context to the previous books. Mm. The reason Nightwatch is so fantastic is because you see a lot of these characters in their younger form and you see how they got to where they were at the beginning of Guards, Guards. I genuinely think... That's a good point. And this is... Uh, a point I made when we talked about this in the soft open in, uh, I think, one of the Eric episodes. Uh, yeah, so before yeah a couple months panel, ago, yeah. That when news came out about photos, I was so grumpy about it, I almost wrote a spec script for a series. You have been so angry, you wrote a script. <laughs> and watching this has renewed me wanting to do it. So, like, 
I could see how you could adapt all of the watch books and incorporate other stories from the Discworld books into a long-running TV series where each series is six to eight hour-long episodes. A la American Gods. Yeah. Uh, I could definitely, except in this case, you're adapting individual books per series almost, yeah, but yeah, you bring yeah. in elements from other books. Yeah, but American like, Gods is like three books in one anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. I've got, like, I've still got some notes on an outline for how I'd break... I, it was just after we'd recorded the episodes on Guards, Guards, because I've got the episodes on how I'd break Guards, Guards down into a six-episode series, like Good Omens. Well, yeah, you've got to show me that next time I'm over. Yeah, I will do. Well, I might type them up and, I don't know, do something with them. I might still write that fucking spec script. Do it. Write the anger right into productivity. I like that vibe. Yeah, not this month, because I'm writing, like, 32 poems in 31 days. I like your wine glass. Oh, I'm getting big, like, um, tyrant vibes from you. Yeah, that was kind of what I was going for, but also I just happened to be wearing all black. Good. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, so that was a big part of my rant, is because, uh, like, looking at the trailer and also looking, they're talking about this villain character of Carter. Right, yeah. And they made a comment about him falling through time and space. So they're doing bits of Nightwatch, and, like, you can't do bits of Nightwatch and not do all of Nightwatch. No. Because that story is this amazing beautiful self-contained thing like that's probably the Discworld book I feel strongest strongest about it's not necessarily my favorite although it's definitely in the top five but it's such a beautiful book like to say right we're going to do eight hours and that's it we're all that's all we're doing of these people's stories yeah and to use Nightwatch up in that as what's probably going to be like a one episode plot point where they go back in time for five minutes that's going to suck well, yeah, actually, that's Maybe. a really good point. If you have to do this, then using every other watch book up to Nightwatch would yeah. almost be acceptable. Yeah. Use, use Guards, Guards, use Man at Arms, use Feet of Clay. Yeah. Three. Use Jingo. Jingo, even. Yeah. Um, Jingo's a bit more difficult, but at least okay, it yeah. wouldn't be quite so... Ugh. But if you're gonna if you're gonna cherry pick from some of the watch books, then yeah, use guards, guards, men at arms, feet of clay. Especially because, like, as much as I love them, it's one of my favorite character arcs. There's some sameness, especially guards, guards to men at arms. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, it, yeah, he's kind of re-establishing what he's doing. Yeah, men at arms is almost like guards, guards rewritten. <laughs> it's a great book. I love it. But but yeah, use those first three or four where the action's all sort of taking part in Ankh-Morpork. So don't get to Fifth Elephant and Thud. Or Nightwatch. Um, yeah. I do like the Fifth Elephant. That's Maybe Fifth Elephant, thing. even like if you've got to get out of Bankmore Park, fine. Yeah, do a fucking car chase or something. And also, still bring in shit from other books, like bring in The Truth especially. Uh, yeah. Which, admittedly... The, the energy they seem to be doing in these trailers, like it's not the... It's the very simplified American version of the Pratchett energy. And fine, if that's what you want, do that. But it's not that book series. If you want to take that kind of manic zany for a word that would really fucking enrage Pratchett um, it kind of energy me. then you sorry <laughs> <laughs> wacky <laughs> wizzo am I in the 70s redheads just in the 50s to see are wacky Francie uh, <laughs> <laughs> fuck what was I about right you want a different story arc is my point yeah as much as I hate to say it rinse swim books have that kind of energy um and even not not even that the moist von litwick i can see having that kind of oh, but the watch books are dark they, are, they dark. are funny as fuck but they are they're dark and not in a faux dark and wearing eyeliner and lighting it badly as that means we're deep kind of way 
Yeah, so they talked about the set they ended up building, which was this place in South Africa, and they had this kind of brutalist architecture around them already, and yeah. they built on that, oh, and that's cool. Shit. I'd like to see that in a context that wasn't shit, yeah. Yeah, but within this context, like, you're right, the books are dark, but also they're they're not slow, but they're paced. There yeah, is... yeah, they're not this kind of bam, 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 cutscene every three seconds kind of thing. Yeah, so to... Tangent slightly, I'm rewatching Game of Thrones from the beginning at the moment because I've got a friend who's never seen it. Uh, and Game of Thrones is a weird thing. Absolutely uh, no, don't worry about it. Yeah. Game of Thrones is kind of a weird thing because uh, in the early seasons where they didn't have a lot of budget, there were so, so many scenes that are two people sitting quietly in the rooms talking. And that's what I love about the show is there are really good slow dialogue moments. And as yeah. the budget got massive, they kind of lost that in favour of huge battle scenes. And that's kind of a thing here. Like, what's so great about the Discworld books, especially earlier Discworld, like Guards, Guards, is conversations, dialogue, and these long, slow moments. And so I think if you're going to translate it to film or to screen, don't be afraid to have that rather than making it action, action, bam, 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 joke, joke, joke. Sure. Yes. And that's something I think... So I'm and com- maybe they will. Maybe they're just that's what they picked out for the trailers, you know, like, yeah, that's what you would pick out for a trailer. But, but if they've only got eight hours to communicate everything they want to communicate from the watch books and they're picking from all of the books, then like they've, it's, it's so odd because they've just got this fucking dragon as like a tiny little moment in the first three seconds of the trailer. It's like, no, that's the big bad. Yeah. But the fucking dragon, mate, you just can use a dragon as a little side fantasy. See, I think that it's going to be the dragon, but it's going to be Castle that brought the dragon in. And so the dragon is going to be the big bad. Also, but, I'm confused. Is Castle also Keel? No, yes. Is that a different maybe? actor? I don't know. I guess circling way the fuck back, we're we talking about Carter. Yeah. Um, the uh, whatever his chops is, he's playing Vimes. Said uh, Richard Dormer. Thank you. Said something like, oh yeah, you find yourself rooting for Carter. He's a very like, uh, complicated character. I'm like, if you find yourself rooting for Carter, it's not fucking Carter, is it? You wrote him wrong. Why even name him that? The point of Carter, the fucking point of Carter is that he's not this multi-layered fucking misunderstood half-protagonist, half-antagonist. He was straight up villain. He's evil as fuck. He's got one, in the same way that fucking Dibbler and Rincewind, and we've gone on about, the sinful motivations sometimes make the best character. His motivations is he is an evil twat. Yeah, that's his point. That is what makes him not. We'll understand him now. Fuck off, then. Don't call him Casa. Yeah, like literally, just give him another name. Yeah, just pick another villain. Use fucking tea time. Whatever. I don't even care if you give him a backstory. Like he's clearly (laughs) fucked up from something. (laughs) I can't wait to watch the Hogfather adaptation with you. Actually. Uh, t- just because tear time is done really well but, so this is something I kind of felt weird about with a couple of the characters so like so the guy playing Kara Adam Cargill was explaining the character and he was saying he's a dwarf but he, he was raised by dwarfs but he's clearly not a dwarf because he's six foot uh, mm. but then Joe uh, Eaton Kent who is playing Cheery mm. was like yeah no Cheery is also a dwarf and it's like okay so it makes sense that Carrot is a six foot dwarf why is Cheery a six foot dwarf and like you know, kudos to the show. It sounds like they are going to do Cheery's whole relationship to gender and stuff. They haven't just put in a non-binary character. Yeah. Cheery is, she has chosen to use female pronouns and she's gone through that process from dwarves 
So I'm I'm glad they're doing that and I'm excited to see what they do with that. Because- yeah, that's the thing. I don't want to slag off the entire thing just because like they are doing some cool things. I would have been quite interested to see Vetinari as female because by the looks of it, yeah. um, the Anna Chancellor is awesome. Yeah, she's doing some cool stuff there. Like Cherry as non-binary and going through this whole journey. <laughs> like, yeah. would be super interesting. It's like they've put so much effort into some things, but those things aren't really the disc world things. And also they seem to have just filled the rest in with the cheap, in vogue, American fantasy comedy bollocks, you know. Yeah. I'm so I'm not mm. yeah, very so. <laughs> but also I kind I'm of petulant. <laughs> I feel sorry for the actors, especially Laura Rossi, who's playing Sybil. And like I've bitched so much already on the podcast about young thin Sybil. I'm not gonna do the rant again. I want to see a fat middle aged woman on screen and I'm gutted. Yeah. And getting. it's not Laura Rossi's fault. And I'm it's sure she'll be fucking spell. fantastically with the character that was written. Yeah, like, this, char- <laughs> this character that they have called Sybil Vimes seems like a really fucking cool character. Yeah, but she's like, not Sybil Vimes. But she's not Sybil. So it's like Wait. she's... Po- what did, oh, you go. You go. Sybil's your rant. Uh, yeah, she's pompous and entitled, but also wants to change the world, is how Laura Rossi was describing the character. The be- One of the best things about Sybil is that she's posh, but she's not pompous or entitled. Yeah. She's that sort of slightly surprised that you know, she's so good at putting other people at ease. She's so good at not being entitled. She's so good at not letting her poshness get in the way. She knows that people will be, feel a bit uncomfortable around her because she could literally buy them. But she makes sure they feel comfortable because of that. Yeah, she's aware of that and does not like that. Exactly. So they not She's just... like hyper-social aware, don't the opposite. Yeah, yeah. So they've not just made Sybil young and thin, but they've kind of completely reversed her character. But again, I feel sorry for the actor because she is going to get so much flack for not being the Sybil Vimes people want to see on yeah. screen. Which, and by the way, we will bitch all we like like about the show in general, but massively condemn anyone going out and like fucking harassing actors and yeah, whatever. She, like We're doing our own third-party little bitch-a-thon here. You don't directly contact people making shit and tell them their shit because you don't like their stuff. Like, yeah, we are not fucking tagging the showrunners in yeah, this round. that's it. <laughs> Um, but I do feel kind of bad for, for her and for Joe, who's playing Cheery, because I think, honestly, marginalised actors, uh, a woman of colour and a non-binary person are going to get be the ones that get the most flack because people suck. And yeah. also because they are two of the bigger character changes, which is the other sucky thing. Like, they've made these changes, and I don't dislike changes in race or gender, but a lot of... <laughs> Some of the Pratchett fandom is kind of a bit white, cisgender, hetero and middle-aged. And some people in that bracket are likely to point to things and go, oh, fucking social justice warriors have ruined it. And so it almost feels like there's a part of the fandom pointing at the show and going, well, this is what happens. This is them trying to pander to social justice warriors. And speaking as a really tired social justice warrior, like, no, I didn't want this either. No, I, I wanted. I want the show that I'm going to. No, end up Mr. Writing. Man with your Jeep as your profile picture. No, that's not what it means. No, that's <laughs> not what we want. I I love a bit of gender bent casting. I love a bit of race bent casting. I don't like making a middle aged fat woman young and thin, yeah. and completely rewriting her character. Yeah, like that was and just. Um, I didn't actually look into their ages, but like, what's do we know the age difference between those two actors, Sybil and Sam? Uh, no, actually, let me have... Oh, I can't Google. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. 
Hang on. No, I can't. Oh, oh. I forgot. I literally am on a laptop. Okay. Well, while you're talking about that, uh, because I have done really well and printed out some Twitter links. Well done. <laughs> but I can vaguely remember Neil Gaiman's tweet, which I rather liked. Oh, yeah. Which... I screenshotted that, but uh, I'm recording on my phone. Yeah. The, yeah. This is, I'm trying to fill in the dead space while you Google something. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, his point was something like, you are going to piss off the fan base if you massively change the source material that has made them love it. Batman is not Batman anymore if you make him a news reporter in a yellow raincoat who has a pet bat. Yeah, I saw that tweet. and uh... I also saw a really good thread talking about, like, from a fan's perspective, why it hurts is the wrong word, because that sounds so fucking dramatic. But, you know stings a little um and i'll link that in the show notes yeah as, as um, well as this youtube video which i'm hoping to upload really soon why i can't actually find how Your old faces. laura rossi is it's lara not not laura okay uh i like name lara my best friend Chant- like best friend lara. is lara is lara it's good um i named my dog after him first dog fair so lara, but lara is neurotic Lara only made her acting debut in 2011. And how was the chap? I refuse to remember his name. Richard Dormer. Richard Dormer. I like Richard Dormer. I think he's a good actor. I'm sure he is. Uh, And he's 50 years old. Okay, yeah. I mean, she's not 50, so. No. Or 40. No. Uh, I would say she's in her early 30s. So while being... Maybe a push. Yeah, while we're being all progressive and social justice warriory, we still can't stand to have a man with a romantic interest his own fucking age. Right? Or a like, middle-aged man, like I'm sure Karen and Anwa. Are we pronouncing it Anwa now? Um, yeah. Actually, I quite like that. I'm taking the piss just because it's different, but I quite like Anwa. I've never really figured out how to pronounce Anguera, and I was really dreading it when we get to her turning up in the book, so I might go with Anguera. 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 No, see, we'll just say it in that voice every time if we do. <laughs> we'll try and what? find a we'll try and find a video of Terry or Rob or someone reading it aloud. Yeah, or like listen to one of the audiobooks. Mm. I don't want to do that. <laughs> well, some of them are, I really like Tony Robinson's ones. Um I really like a lot of the radio plays, to be honest. Mm. Uh anyway, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Why well, um, can't just a man have a love interest his own age? And yeah, like Karen Angua. Potentially do, but like um, Vimes is kind of the lead of this piece. Like, clearly, let the man have not an age gap. And like, oh, like, obviously, none of the fucking character is actually Vimes, but like, Vimes would go for a woman like 20 years younger than him. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not that kind of dude. Yeah. And admittedly, like, we don't know how much of the romance between them the show is going to do, but like. That's true. If it's just a bit of romantic tension, fine, whatever. But But if they are doing this is a limited series and it is only these eight episodes, then they're definitely going to snog by the end of it. Yeah. Um, Which uh, brings me on to one of the other things, which was the moment from the trailer with the talking sword. Matt Berry. Matt Berry. Berry. Why a talking sword, Matt Berry? Fuck it. I I literally wrote. Matt Berry, don't be a sword. I literally you know how I feel about talking uh, swords and gurning. Uh, Such arbitrary can... hatreds I have, but they're all being ticked off. Oh, it's backwards because of how I'm filming, but my notes literally say fucking cring. <laughs> I mean, the Just be bisexual, is... it's easier. 
<laughs> that does not help me with talking swords. <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was applicable to everything. I mean, the sword is named Wayne rather than Kring, but like the sword is clearly Kring and Wayne. Oh. Wow, this shows I really am in a fucking bad mood because I'm watching Letterkenny. Well, I've just finished watching Letterkenny and the main character is called Wayne and I'm genuinely fucking in love with him. But I'm like, Wayne, when it's about this. So <laughs> I still have not watched Letterkenny. Massively highlighting my own hypocrisy this evening. <laughs> I've still not watched Letterkenny because I've got to bring myself to get over my minor ethical dilemma of uh, watching something I literally can't watch legally. But don't say it on the internet, Joanna. I'll get arrested. I've said much worse things on the internet on this podcast yes but now our faces are attached <laughs> i've said much worse our lovely things. lovely faces um <laughs> so what else have i got written down here um who's the smug man with the fairy lights we got that uh oh Simon, I also Alan. Just, like along with gurning mm-hmm. I, a similar feel to me i hate this kind of trite shit about oh yeah he's really troubled with a heart of gold you know kind oh. of thing against the world gone mad 1000 elephants kind of bollocks yeah everything these people are saying is the cliche nonsense the boy did yeah or if he did it it was to take the piss out of it yeah. this is the whole characterization of vimes like and the whole characterization of these books um he describes vesinari as a dictator vesinari is not a dictator he's a benevolent tyrant thank you well, he's a um, <laughs> he refers to like the the Ankh-Morpork City Watch as a whole as flawed but adorable. No ragtag in... bunch of misfits, Joanna. I use ragtag bunch of misfits. Ironically, I'll have you know. Okay, okay. No one in the City Watch is fucking adorable, apart from maybe Detritus, and even then, only when he's trying to pull Ruby. I think Cherry's a little bit adorable. No, I think Cherry is a strong, independent woman, and I love her. I don't think she's adorable. A little bit adorable. Maybe Angua in wolf form. Angua and Cheery making friends and being girl buddies. Not adorable? Okay, Angua, Cheery and Sally going out on the piss together. That's what I'm thinking of, Adorable. Okay, but that's an adorable situation. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's adorable with context. I would not describe the Morpork City Watch as flawed but adorable. Also, actually, yeah, (laughs) while we're talking about, and again... Like, I'm going to keep coming back to, I'm still going to try and take it on its own med- merit, but we are talking about it as an adaptation right now. There is no knobs or colon. <laughs> Sorry, just saying there is no knobs is funny. <laughs> there, there is not enough knob in this show. It used to be gayer with more eyebrows <laughs> and knobs and colon. <laughs> <laughs> just bring me more knobs. My demands are getting less and less safe for work. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like... I, I don't want to sit here and say you can't have the watch without X. You can't have the watch without Y. Because that's different for every person. Every person gets different things from the books. And again, I think yeah, but the they're two is, of the core fucking characters. They are two of the core fucking characters. And I want to see. I mean, they've been brought to screen in the Sky adaptations, which I know you didn't like. Color of Magic and Light, Fantastic, but I think overall the Sky adaptations are very good. Like Hogfather and Going Post look great. Together. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get there, and I will judge those on their own merits because you've told and me they're good. Neither of them are really, really fucking close to the books because they're hard books to adapt. Mm. Going postal cuts bits and blends a few plot points in together and does a few bits and pieces because it works best for on screen. Sure, and I like it, and I like the book, and they're different. I like both because the, and the characterization on screen is perfect. Hogfather. 
misses some stuff from the book because the book is actually kind of weird and deep and metaphysical and not really a very good book to adapt. And they made a fun Christmas film out of it. But without killing any of the, the core... And there oh, is no violent, yeah. gory death on screen, from what I remember. Okay. I haven't watched it since last Christmas. Yeah, that doesn't really make for it feel good. Yeah. Which but, is kind of the point. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I... I, I do worry that I'm just getting swept up in the hatred. Yeah, I worry about that too. And I do really want to try and actually watch the show. Um, it's easy to get swept up in the hatred because I think a lot of the fandom has rallied around the fact that Rihanna Pratchett has said she doesn't like it and the Pratchett state has kind of said they don't like it. But Rihanna's been pretty measured. Like last yeah, night she tweeted actually... something like, look, it's clear that this show shares no DNA with my father's works and that is yeah. not a criticism nor is it like a praise. It is an observation. Um, okay, just saying something isn't a criticism doesn't mean it's not a criticism though. Like, I Saying love... anything is not very Pratchett is definitely a criticism. Exactly. And also, like, I love Rihanna Pratchett. She's being very measured, but she also knows what she's saying and how the fandom will react to it. Yeah. Because she has had to be on the receiving end of the Pratchett fandom for probably quite a lot of her adult life. Um, Not to try and... And We are fucking terrible. Yeah. Not to try and put my fucking... Put myself in her shoes. I have no idea what she's going through. Yeah. Um... But yeah, honestly, yeah, the fandom is very swept up in the hatred. Like, I I saw a bit of hashtaggery around um, the fact that... That president lady. That president lady, which doesn't fuss me, like, whatever. It seems like a stupid thing to focus on. She's not part of the show. She's allowed to fucking have a misspeaking. I'm sure she's had a very busy week. Yeah. (laughs) And, like, we don't know how much of the show she's seen. She That was a whole rapid-fire round. Yeah, she it did was... really fucking well. As I'm I'm just going to go out and say, I assume she's not, like, a diehard Pratchett fan. No. And she misspoke once. Like, yeah. give the lady a break. Don't be fucking um, weird, guys. Yeah. And Says me ranting for 39 straight minutes so far. But... Yeah, no, we have been ranting for a little bit, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> This was going to be like 10 minutes, Francie. Yeah, but it's fine because I'm not editing it. So, Oh yeah, no, this is just going out. No yeah. one's going to fucking watch this. Yeah, this will never air. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. Oh, no. <laughs> Joanna, please. <laughs> you look like you were assuming I was about to take my top off. I absolutely was. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I would, but this is like a really tight roll neck jumper and I've got headphones on. It would just be difficult. No, I assume you were going to start slowing slides from your holiday Getting out the PowerPoint presentation on why quince is a marmalade. Luckily, I have got this handy overhead projector. Oh, no. <laughs> no it's we fine. need to get us an overhead projector. Apparently, we missed the boat a bit on that one because they were throwing them out of schools a little while ago. I'm like, uh, you could just grab one out and skip. Yeah. Uh, I, know, I, mean, I don't do a lot of skip diving, but like for an OHP, I might. Yeah, I would have if someone had told me at the time. But so, yeah. So that, that, that president lady thing that became yeah. a hashtag partly because... Uh, Obviously, Rihanna Pratchett was watching the panel and Rob Wilkins, who runs the official Terry Pratchett, Terry and Rob Twitter account, both tweeted that president lady at the same time. So the fans Which is funny. It. it is funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's like a one-off observation. It's not like a... It's not as telling as some people seem to think it is. Like, it's a panel host. Who, for speaking. all we know... Ha- yeah. And for all we know, hasn't even seen the whole series because yeah. quite often panel hosts haven't. 
yeah, I mean, she maybe not got a spare eight hours before hosting what is, in the grand scheme of New York Comic Con, a fairly inconsequential panel. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it was basically just a like it was a Zoom call. Yeah. Um. Although on the yeah, that, that was weird. Was... I, in my head, I was even though I knew it was a virtual conference, I was still expecting to see a panel. Yeah, no, that was that gave me a pause as well. Yeah. Um, her that president lady line was actually her asking Richard Dormer how terrified is Vimes of veterinarian. He answered very, and that was a weird characterization thing because Vimes isn't that scared of anything because Vimes is too tired and sad to be scared. Yeah, like, uh, in Guards Guards specifically. Yeah, you yeah. I'm trying to think. Like, I'm not sure if he's ever. I mean, he's I think he's got a healthy fear of Vetinari in the same way that we all have a healthy fear of, say, a jaguar. Or a scorpion pit. Exactly. But that's like a healthy phobia. Respect- yeah. Yeah, it's a healthy, respectful <laughs> fear. It's not terror. Like, Vimes... Oh, yeah, like, I respect a scorpion pit as much as the next pit. Yeah. Early, but early drunk Vimes, he doesn't have the energy to be terrified. No. I think and he's... This- yeah, he, he's just like... Ugh. This kind of... <laughs> Round suspect, well, you know, we were jokingly having a conversation earlier about how much of a will to live I've got, and it's like, well, I mean, if I was actually facing, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> if I was actually facing death, I would have a very strong will to live. But when I'm just slightly tired at the end of my shift, then like, nah, fine, just leave me in the snow. Which kind of brings me. You say around... that till you go outside in the snow, then you're like, bring me inside, I'll blanket. <laughs> <laughs> also, some hot chocolate, please. <laughs> Oh, hot chocolate sounds good. I might have hot chocolate. Mm. Oh, what are you going to have for dinner? Uh, I don't know. Whatever I have the energy to cook. I made bolognese. It is. I am probably going to just throw some pasta together with whatever crap's in my fridge. Fridge drawer pasta. Bolognese. Oh, you don't look close enough anymore. Yeah, no. Well, you're 40 minutes away. It would be quicker to cook my own food. Okay. I mean, I also live above eight takeaways. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the problem is I can after- confidently say my bolognese is better than at least three of them. Yeah, after, it's probably better than the uh, fried chicken place. Mm, yeah, it's definitely better than that. Yeah. The problem is, after 10 o'clock, you're not allowed to collect. They de- they have to deliver. But I'm oh, not going to sure, get them to deliver the upstairs. So I've got to figure out a way. To, if I'm going to get a takeaway, I've got to like order for delivery and then just put in the notes, like, just wait out the back of the kitchen with it. I'll come down. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure that would be fine. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm going to cook something. I've got too much yeah. food in the house to get a takeaway. Oh, yeah, but I mean, when you're feeling more socially yes. adventurous. Um, anyway, yeah, no, to round us back onto what we Sorry, were Sorry, what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so full and I still dragged us into a food tangent. I yeah, what we're actually talking about, hot tangent. chocolate. Very important. Uh, <laughs> let, me, let me die in the snow, will to live. Okay, so in the grand scheme of things, it is just a fucking <laughs> TV show. Yeah. It is. it is not a big deal. And if if it does suck, then fine. We still have the books. Yes, yes, I have my bitterness that this existing means that right now we don't have the TV show we want, but that doesn't mean we will never have the TV show we want. Yeah, Especially- and I'm not sure I care that much. Like, my bitterness there is very limited because I don't care if there's ever a TV show. Yeah, I care whereas- to the extent that I know Narrativia would like to see a good TV show. And that Which would be is nice. Cool. But- and if anyone from Narrativia happens to see or hear this and wants some spec scripts, like, I'm there. I have season one planned. She does write a lot when she's angry. I do. I write a lot when I'm angry. Not when I'm tired. Um, but yeah, it's a TV show. It's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. And we've still sat here and ranted about it for 40 minutes. And maybe we've got shit perspectives. But... 
absolutely oh, not. It... We are a fucking delight. Speak for yourself. I'm a, de- a delight. <laughs> arts is, and by art, I don't just mean visual art. I mean music. I mean books like the Pratchett books, like the Discworld books. And I mean TV and film. You're is... waxing lyrical about art while waving a rolling I'm wearing a roll net junk. There's junk not on. art. You know what art is. <laughs> It is something that makes us human and brings us together. Shared experience and shared joy and even shared dislike in something is something that brings us together. And yes, this is a t- it, the world is giantly on fire right now. Giantly I think that might be why I'm clinging on to this to care about suddenly. This is the point I was getting Small. to. Like, oh, yes, the world is on fire and everything is fucking terrible and it is like a stupid lack of perspective to care this much about TV show. But sometimes you really, really need to care about the small stuff because the big stuff is just too big. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at with this. It's like, yes, I am going to irrationally give a fuck about this TV show. I am going to put more hours than I care to admit into my week of making a podcast about a book series because all the big stuff is like, massive and i can't really see it for the trees ooh, ooh, ooh. callback it's like mm-hmm. the passage in one of the books you really like and i've forgotten which one it is but where you focus on the tiny details when something bad's happening to you oh crap i can't remember what that's from now right though that's what you said that was one of your favorite things that you picked out of whatever that was yeah when, when, when something really... traumatic is happening you start looking at the details on the carpet or something Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about and I can remember the passage and I cannot remember what fucking book it's from. Yeah. Anyway, it's that. Yeah. It is that thing. Answers we are focusing... on a face card. Yes. Thank you, dear listeners. We are focusing on the tiny details right now because the big stuff is just a bit huge. It's so scary. <laughs> it's so scary. So we are going to I'm smiling a lot tonight. <laughs> yeah. So we are going to like record podcasts at 10 o'clock at night about a Comic-Con panel about a TV series that we might hate. Yeah, see, this is actually the other time that's good for me recording. Like either we do it 10 in the morning or 10 at night because now I'm coming back for my second wind, which will go into kind of unhappy insomnia. Yeah, I can't do 10 o'clock at night because I've worked really hard on my sleep hygiene for the last Oh yeah, no, I mean, we absolutely shouldn't. But if it ever happens, then I'll be higher energy than I will be at three in the afternoon because... Yeah, three in the afternoon is a bad time for us. Eight in the afternoon is a bad even Yeah. Any time between Yeah. Any time between two and nine is my down time really. Yeah. Which is like quite a big chunk of the day. But <laughs> that's when most of my shit That's when I do my boring tasks. <laughs> I do my anyway. creative work early in the morning and late at night. Is there anything else you wanted to say about the panel and about the trailer and about the watch or about the world? About me? Oh. I <laughs> love you. Um, no. No. I feel silly for ranting for quite a long time about something that in our last episode I was like, oh, you know, whatever, live and let live. Fucking ukulele, bitch. Um, but I think the Vimes drunk caricature hit a nerve, obviously. Yeah. That is, a... um, and not not just because of like my history with it or whatever. Just because Vimes is one of my favorite creations. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm seeing him reduced to Captain Jack Sparrow, and that's kind of where rubbish. I'm at with Lady Sybil. Yeah, yeah, except in, yeah. In my case, I kind of feel bad about that because the character they have put in instead of Lady Sybil is is a character that seems really cool, and I really like it. 
Yeah. I yeah, also think yeah. I'd or be more willing. <laughs> yeah. I'd be more willing to be excited about this if it wasn't for the last time I got excited about a new TV series it, that seemed right up my alley. It was Carnival Row and I've still not quite forgiven that series for existing. Yeah. God, that was bad. You'll like Letter Kenny. I promise. I'll stop going yeah, on no. about it in case I accidentally trigger the contrary n- nature. But um Oh no, I'll watch it eventually. Cool. What what did you just finish? What, oh, the Duchess, yeah. Yeah, I just watched all of the Duchess in one night. That was great. Uh I finally finished rewatching Crazy Ex Girlfriend, so I'm a, I need to pick what I'm gonna start next. Mm. And I, Is it gonna be a rewatch or a new watch? Yeah, I'm kind of between that because I mean Letter Kenny, but I can only watch that on my laptop because of access. Uh, or I can factor. Do you have a PlayStation? Place- oh yeah, no, I can do the PlayStation browser actually. Cool. I can like so, video the process for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I might. So it might be less Kenny, but if I do a rewatch, I might watch Avatar and Legend of Korra again. Let me know if you do, because I'll try and watch some of it along with you. Watch Avatar. I know. I know. I will. Watch I'll watch Avatar if you watch less Kenny. I mean, I'm going. Mine's a much bigger time anyway. commitment. <laughs> As in Avatar, Avatar is, not, is yeah, not that long. No, but it's, it's only longer. three series and they're only like 20 minute episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Last Kenny is eight series, but only six episodes per series. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So actually, it's probably not that different. I also kind of want to watch all of Shit's Creek again, but I did that very recently. Yeah. Me too. No, it was too, too recent. I tried to rewatch one again recently. I was like, no, nah, I, I know. No. I know. I just so, finished yeah. re listening to all of No Such Thing as Fish. Check out my decor. I have not had enough time to re-listen to anything because once again I am drowning in podcasts because I took a week it's off really listening podcast. to podcasts. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I tend to do the TV recap podcast as my sleep podcast because it doesn't matter sleep. if I doze off and miss five minutes of it on my sleep timer because I yeah, that's it. In the episode. Yeah, that's it. It's the chatty ones I'll re-listen to. So next for sleep podcasts, I'll probably re-listen to Hello Internet because they seem fair. to have stopped. Which is I, uh, because I was like partway through a You're Wrong About episode yesterday, I put that on as my sleep podcast and then couldn't sleep because I was really interested in the episode. I just started listening to something called The Sinisterhood because Becky sent it to me. Um, I haven't listened to it enough to recommend the show as a whole, but it, it's a two-parter I'm listening to about the Free Britney thing, which is quite interesting. I'll tell you about oh, the yeah, next the free Brit- Yeah, the Free Britney thing is generally quite interesting. But yeah, so I think we've, yeah. we've said everything we've got to say. Oh yeah, sorry, watch, right, yeah, we're, we're recording something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I feel like because we see each other like in person once a fortnight, like I try and cram, and it's one of our other friends as well, and try and cram a fortnight's worth of shit I want to talk about into that three hours. But and there was a I always come away going, oh, I've got to talk about this. Damn yes. Oh, mate, now I've got hours of material you guys haven't heard yet. Anyway, for our listeners don't need to hear about our personal lives and podcast tastes. Although, shout out to... excellent podcast taste and personal... No, podcast taste. (laughs) Uh, Shout out to Radio Moorpork, another Discworld podcast, who on Twitter right now are doing a World Cup of Discworld characters. It's going to get heavily and unhealthily invested in that. Yeah, I mean, I was definitely not unhealthily invested in the Pratchett World Cup. Of the yeah, you actually that... seem to be. That was there. Well, bear in mind, I, I like, I'm voting from my personal Twitter account and the True Shamaki okay. Frat Twitter account, so uh-huh. uh, I get double votes. Oh my god, no! That is rigging the fucking system, mate. What? What am I going to do? Not this use is... my Twitter accounts? Yes. 
it is a matter of um, voter integrity. Well, I assume when I'm doing the Make You Frat Pod ones that, like, they're your votes as well. I'm voting from my account. Okay, so we have one and a half votes each. No, no, don't fucking drag me into this bit of fraud. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> but okay. This is why I'm worried about you speaking for me on the Twitter account. Now I'm suddenly wrapped <laughs> up in this, like, fucking international crime. <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Double voting on a Twitter poll might not be an inter- <laughs> Like, I feel like under the Geneva Convention, we're all right. Well, possibly, but I don't know. I'm going to have to double check that. Anyway. Anyway, go to at Radio Moorpork. Uh, we'll link to it down below. I'm uh, very sorry. God, Joe. I'm not. All right, fine. I promise from now on, I will only vote from the True Shall Make You Frat Twitter account. Okay. I promise. Um, and our next episode will come out as normal on Monday. This yeah. isn't a replacement for that, so don't worry. Yeah, um, this is just a very quick throwaway bonus episode going off exactly as is. And uh, that will be part two of Moving Pictures. Part two of Moving Pictures, which we recorded before we recorded this. Mm-hmm. So the chronology is all fucked, sorry. Yeah, sorry, we broke the space-time continuum, but we look great in this video. <laughs> and really, isn't that what matters? Absolutely, darling. Angua by Dior. <laughs> yes. It's not like <laughs> wet dog, but God, that's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so thank you for listening to this very special episode of The Tree Shall Make You Fret Late Night. Don't wake Francine, that was terrifying. All right. Fucking outro us then. <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter at Make You Frat Pod. Uh, there are other places as well, but I don't have our outro notes up in front of me, and it's eleven o'clock at night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can email us at the Truth Shall Make You Fret Pod at gmail.com. Send us your thoughts, queries, castles, albatrossopods, and snacks. There we go. Um, and don't forget to rate and review us. You usually say that. Oh yeah, please rate and review us wherever you normally get find your podcast because it helps other people find us. You can go to our shiny subreddit, the True Shall Make You Fret, but as an acronym. T-T-S- T-T-S-Y-F. <laughs> yeah, it's quite hard to say. I never actually tried it. <laughs> and in the meantime, dear listener. Don't let us detain you. Bum, bum, bum. bum. <laughs> <laughs> I... Yeah.